Today's guest is Varun Kare, founder and CEO of Nimple Edge, where he is creating an on-device ML platform for real-time personalization. Across his career, Varun has thought deeply about federated learning, ML security, and large-scale orchestration. In today's chat, we'll dive into his experiences building across multiple countries, the process of integrating cloud services for edge devices, and Nimble Edge's specialization in gaming and e-commerce. Varun, thank you so much for joining us. Really excited to dive into your world and learn more about Nimble Edge. Same Pretty excited to be here. To kick things off, Varun, what were some of the experiences that sparked your interest in founding Nimble Edge? I would say it was kind of fortunate that I landed up at building Nimble Edge over here. So before this, I was all about going into research, building, doing PhD in machine learning and trying to build algorithms that change the future. That was undergrad's hope for the vision. I spent about one and a half years while I was in Germany, focusing more on privacy-related areas in machine learning. And that quickly seemed like a right intersection of machine learning and systems for me. And this was our time at Open Mind. Things were just ramping up in privacy. Apple had changed its privacy policies. Facebook, Snapchat, everyone took billions and billions of dollars of revenue. There was a joint venture that started between Facebook and Open Mind. And I was one of the first members of that team to build out a privacy-aware machine learning stack, right? So machine learning being one of the biggest data crunchers and the reason for people quoting data is the new oil. And we wanted to make it privacy aware. So that's how really my journey started into edge computing. And that project took off like anything. There was a community grew from 1,000 members to 20,000 members within this period. And from there, I realized, okay, it makes sense to actually not do everything on the cloud. It was counterculture in that sense. But over the time I spent more and more efforts in the area, I realized that edge computing as a whole has lots of benefits. So I thought, okay, I'll just ditch my PhD program for now and focus more on building a company around this. How do you describe some of the fundamentals of what Nimble Edge does to, let's say, a five-year-old? Let's say if you are scrolling through Facebook, right? You are these days TikTok or Instagram. You're looking at different kinds of posts and there are big data centers hundreds of kilometers away from you that are analyzing all of this data and then showing which dance move is more interesting for you or which YouTube podcaster is more interesting for you. But there's a significant problem in that, that you are the one who's generating that data, who's scrolling through the app. You have to send all of that data to these data centers that are hundreds, thousands of kilometers away. And then that will do the compute for you and then relate back. Now, there's huge inefficiency in this entire process. I am the one that needs to see the data, that needs to see the new post associated. I'm the one who's interacting with the post. Why do I need a compute or an intelligence fitting millions of miles away from me to understand that for me? So we just thought at Nimbleize, right? Let's just switch the paradigm. Let's cut this data center out of the picture. And it's your own device which is trying to understand you. It's your own device which is identifying what do you like, what you don't like. And that's what Nimble is all about. Basically, moving that intelligence from the cloud, from these big data centers to your handheld devices like smartphones, laptops, and other things. Let's take Nimble Edge out of the equation and just looking at the world of edge compute in general. 
What are the challenges that companies have when they're trying to incorporate edge compute into their architectures? So edge computing itself has been a loaded term for a while. Some folks define edge as edge of the cloud. So that's where you see those 5G mini data centers. Every locality mm -hmm. will have a mini data center sort of thing that will do the compute. And what we have been focusing is more on edge of the internet. These are right at the cusp from where the internet starts. And how do you orchestrate compute at that layer? So... I think when someone started to understand the challenges of edge computing, right? We first need to identify like, why do we even do cloud computing these days? Like, mm -hmm. why is it a trillion dollar market? So it's more because we started with the PC world, the smartphones came up and there was enormous diversity in terms of how these devices were behaving, right? You have galaxies and iPhones on one side and you have Oppos and Realmes on the other side. Then there's internet variability, there's lots of background activities that are happening. So developers said that we just want to move away from this. Let me host an application on the cloud. I'll immediately update the application and the user experiences can change accordingly, right? So it was a simpler world for a developer to deploy, improve the go-to-market efficiency of businesses. And hence, we started moving to cloud. Now, over the time, what has happened is our smartphones are growing. The usage of these smartphones are growing day by day. I think there are about 3 billion smartphones in the world, 3 billion to 5 billion at this moment. And because the cloud is a centralized system, it takes enormous amount of effort to actually build an orchestrator system that can handle this scale. While companies started facing the problem with the cloud computing, they still could not do the edge computing in the sense that Nimble Edge promotes, primarily because of handling all of this diversity was a big challenge. So you don't know what kind of device is there. How do I optimize for my applications running better or not on this? Is all when the applications were getting developed, Google as an Android ecosystem and Apple as a iOS ecosystem abstracted away a lot of these complexities so that you don't have to worry about. But now you are trying to run these compute engines again on these devices, which require different kinds of optimizations. I think that is the primary challenge in deploying it. Let's say I build a machine learning model. How do I ensure that it works at less than 10 milliseconds across all of these hosts of different devices? How do I ensure that if there's a background music app running and I have lesser amount of CPU at this moment to run these models, right? How do I allocate the resources in these cases? So all of that diversity needs to be abstracted away so that you still feel the same confidence that you have on the cloud-based systems. So that's what we started to build out. It's still the early days for Nimble Edge. Have you seen any specialization in terms of the customers that you're working with? Have you had more success in one particular industry versus another? So I think gaming and e-commerce has been one of the biggest adopters for us. So there's that early adopter section, which has the highest problem in terms of dealing with these issues. And gaming has always been one of the pioneers in adopting new technologies to boost the experiences that they can give to users. So we quickly started gaining a lot of traction in the gaming industry and in e-commerce since edge computing and all of the systems that are running boost the conversion metrics for the e-commerce players. It's very important for them as well. Like we've seen our engagement rates go up by 10 to 15% in these cases, just because it was still the same model that was running on the cloud. But that model now is running on the device, capturing all of the real-time data and responding in real-time to their users. So it builds better brand loyalty and engagement in general. 
So if I'm a company that's delivering content to customers around the world, let's say my entire stack is built off of AWS and various networking services, would Nimble Edge live on top of those existing services or what would I be changing in my architecture? So when we designed Nimble Edge, we specifically didn't want our partners to go with the brunt of taking everything from here, cutting it and pasting it down on the edge. So what we did was we built a system that was compatible with the cloud pipelines. Let's say a typical real-time pipeline on the cloud will have data warehouses, feature stores, data processing engines, and some inference and training systems. Nimble Edge provided a one-to-one correspondence to each one of those. So you have a data warehouse on the device, you have a feature store on the device, you have a processing system on the device, and an inference engine. So whatever scripts, whatever code base you have written and deployed on the cloud, we can actually serialize it and run on the device. So you don't have to learn new technologies. You don't have to do a massive migration of how it happens when you have to move from AWS to Azure. In fact, it takes less than seven days for a new customer to actually roll out with us. Looking a bit more broadly at some macro trends, with this past year, it's certainly been the year for Gen AI. What's been the impact in the rise of popularity of large language models for your world and how have conversations with customers been evolving? So it definitely has boosted our positioning in the ecosystem, uh, the positioning of edge computing as a whole, primarily because these large language models, when they're deployed on the cloud with different kinds of APIs, right? those APIs are not that reliable. So folks have been trying to generate voice out of text, folks have been trying to do music generations, image generations, and all of those. But the catch is, while you can run a very big model on the cloud to generate your images from the text prompt, you still have to download that image from the cloud. It is an instance of one of our fellow startup founders. They were building a solution around generative AI, and they felt that it's taking way more time for me to actually send the image on the device because these are high-resolution images than to actually compute and generate it on the device. Google recently brought its Gemini Nano, which is going to be an LLM that is coming across on the Android devices. LLMs have basically just shown how the limitations of cloud that are there at this moment. And I think there are enormous amounts of efforts going down and decreasing the latencies and the size of those models. And Edge will surely take up a lot of the chunk of generative AI that is going to come in. One thing you mentioned earlier is that you spent a chunk of your career doing research in Germany. And so now at this point, you've been working on different machine learning systems and teams in Germany, in India, and now the U.S., In your recent move to the U.S. to continue growing Nimble Edge, what sparked the decision to focus on things here versus other parts of the world that you're familiar with? So U.S. has been one of the leaders in the AI space for a while. There's new generative AI startups, there's new recommendations, real-time systems that are running along. And what I've seen is across industry, right? So be it companies like DoorDash, Instacart, or eBay and others, the very nature of trying to improve the customer journey across all of these mobile apps. US has a very big focus over there. You'll see apps like Duolingo and DoorDash and others spend significant amount of money to optimize each and every interaction on their app. You might have heard how Facebook spent billions of dollars on their cloud to actually even record what kind of interactions I'm doing on that app. 
and then associatively renders a new post that they want to show. So US has been a market leader in captions as compared to other geographies. That's one of the reasons for us having a big focus over here. Looking at broader startup things, as you come out of stealth and are talking with more customers and investors, given the rise in popularity of AI last year, at least from a public awareness perspective, do you feel that investors and customers are asking you different questions now? Yes, but those questions have fairly transitioned towards a more positive response to the platform. Because, for instance, our entire thesis is based on the fact that mobile apps are going to deploy more and more machine learning, be more and more intelligent to optimize the user's experiences. And all of that revolves around AI as its backbone. And with Nimble Edge focusing on becoming the primary platform on that AI and machine learning is happening, it just paints a very beautiful picture for us at this instance. Three years back, four years back, I'll have to counter questions. Is that even possible to run these models on the devices? How many apps in the world are focusing on incorporating AI into their systems? So I think that narrative has just completely changed now. And in terms of the types of models that work well for edge compute purposes, this might be a naive question, but is there a preferred size for a model in a edge application, I'm wondering, like, what's the max as you think about different types of ever-increasing parameters on a model in the size of tokens? We shouldn't keep these models at a size lesser than 200 megabytes because you don't want your mobile apps to take too much of storage on the device, right? That, however, is different when, let's say, Gemini Nano and those kinds of models are already pre-built into the operating system where the burden of having that model on the edge is not on a mobile app. The benefit with this, however, is instead of running a 1 trillion parameter model on the cloud, what I can do is run 100 million different machine learning models for 100 million users. And essentially 100 million times, let's say 100 million users, that will be about 100 trillion or something. So you have way more capacity to store information and patterns about your users if you do this distributed training kind of a system. These are models that are smaller than the bigger model, but then you have many such models. In previous deployments, we have actually seen this improves the performance of those models rather than having any kind of deteriorating effect. The very last question I have for you is looking into 2024, what are some of the product releases that you're most excited about to share with the rest of the world? So there's two things actually that is rolling out into the system. One is, this is more for the machine learning folks. So Nimble Edge system completely can be configured from the cloud, right? So essentially, the machine learning engineers can define what kind of feature engineering needs to happen on these devices, what kind of data needs to be stored. So while the compute happens on the device, the instructions are being configured from the cloud so that you don't have to update your applications every time you want to change your machine learning models. So we are just rolling out Python VM of sorts for Android and iOS that will enable all the machine learning engineers to write their Python script and run it on the Android and iOS smartphones. So that's one of the new game changer features that are coming along that helps on the vision of mapping everything on what's there on the cloud to the device. For that, we had to basically cross-compile the entire Python operations into C++ to make it happen. But yeah, it was significant amount of effort, but now it's coming out for all the customers. 
Another part is we have been investing a lot of our effort on optimizing the speed of running these models and the memory takes. The new systems that are coming out are 50% more efficient in terms of their RAM utilization and they are about 5 times to 10 times faster. So we were already running at latencies of 5 milliseconds to 10 milliseconds to run these models. Now they have dropped down to 1 millisecond or 2 milliseconds. Now it takes way more time to actually show the output to the user than to actually compute it. <laughs> That's a good problem to have at least. Well, Varun, thank you so much for sharing a bit about your world and your background. I'm definitely excited to follow all the cool things coming out of your team this coming year. Definitely, Sheikh. Pretty exciting field. I would say it's going to grow faster and faster as things progress a lot more. We have been seeing great results with our deployments now. And I just hope the industry starts recognizing the technology soon enough. Absolutely. Fingers crossed, Varun. Cheers. Okay. Thanks, Sheikh. This podcast is brought to you by H10. Part about advanced technology that never changes is the need for the right people to design, build, and manage it. H10 offers just that with an on-demand talent and management service that covers all aspects of engineering, program management, and AI. Trusted by over 400 companies, including half of the Fortune 10, H10 is here to help lighten your load and make you the hero. 